0: just a bit of quick backstory. I grew up in Providence, R.I. and everyone who's lived there knows that it's a very busy and noisy place all day. The rip to buses, traffic, businesses everywhere but at night it gets very quiet and even very eerie sometimes. This story is about an incident that happened to me when I was 15 and I got my first job at McDonald's. So I was 15 like I said and I just got hired down the street from where I live. It was perfect because I could get to and from work without worrying about getting a ride from my parents and while working there, I met some kids my age that I became close with. Unfortunately, they weren't the greatest friends of all. They were very rebellious, they would clown around at work, act disrespectful to customers. Typical sort of 90s punks if you catch my drift. Slowly too, I started to become like them. I began disrespecting my parents which was totally not like me but... I was always the nerd that didn't have many friends so I wanted to fit in. Side note too, I was very sheltered growing up and didn't really get around much because my parents were very overprotective of me. But anyway... One night at around, I would guess, 10pm, I finished watching Monday Night Raw and went downstairs to grab something to eat. I opened the fridge and heard my dad's footsteps. He wore those slippers that sort of tap loudly on the tile floor. Chris, I've asked you all day to take out the trash. They come tomorrow, so do it now. Now normally, I would have taken it out the first time that he asked me, but now that I was getting older and becoming, well, a bit of a smart aleck... I didn't think it should be my responsibility anymore. I work now and I go to school. You take it out, I replied. My dad's eyes got wide as I had never spoken to him this way before. He leaned in and said softly, As long as you live here, you will help out. Now take out the trash or leave. I called his bluff and... Rather than just simply taking the trash out, I rebelled like the dumb teen that I was. Fine, I'll leave. You're going to kick me out for that? Don't bother looking for me. I'm done living in this stupid house. I said, as I opened the door and slammed it. I walked towards McDonald's to see if any of my friends were there, and they weren't. Just the maintenance guy finishing up the cleaning. And of course, of all nights, it was raining, so... I had to go and find somewhere to go and stay dry. There was a bridge with an overpass a little ways down the street that I knew of so I started walking towards it. The whole time I'm regretting what I did and I wish that I had just taken out the stupid trash but I finally get to the bridge and I climb up the hill to the little section in the corner to stay out of view. I remember in school learning to go here in case of a tornado so I knew that it was safe I patiently and stubbornly waited, assuming that my parents would call the cops, which in my mind would show me that they cared. An hour goes by and nothing. No sirens, no cars were even on the road. It was getting pretty cold though, but I promised myself that I wouldn't give in. I crossed my arms over my legs and eventually I must have fallen asleep. But then... I woke up violently from a a semi-wailing on his horn over the overpass. I sort of looked around all confused. How long was I out for? I looked towards the McDonald's and saw an old man in a grey suit sitting at the bus stop. It was weird too. He was sitting still, facing forward. I assumed it must have been like 5am since he was waiting for the bus at this point. So I stood up, very upset that my parents never tried to find me and began walking to the bus stop. Now I'm a pretty outgoing person and I trust my gut and as I walked closer to this old guy I didn't get any negative vibe as I approached him. He slowly turned his head and looked at me and smiled. Not a creepy or uncomfortable smile, a sort of genuine peaceful one I guess. I smiled back and decided instead of going home that maybe I can vent to this guy and get some advice. I asked if he minded if I sat down. He smiled again and gestured towards the seat. Is everything okay? He said with concern. Yeah, I I just ran away from home. My parents don't respect me anymore and how much I do all day, I said. I began telling him the story and I noticed as the time went by that he was becoming more and more anxious and his smile began turning into a frown. He began to start breathing loud and eventually he even cut me off dead and said you need to go home now with a really stern voice obviously i was really confused by that i figured that maybe his bus was coming soon and he wanted to say that before he left i looked down in sort of frustration because that's not what i wanted to hear suddenly though i felt a strong grasp on my arm He grabbed me and looked me dead in my eyes. His eyes were terrifying at this point too. Bloodshot and wide and I was shaking in fear totally thrown off guard by his complete switch in his persona. He was literally shaking like he was afraid of something. He kept looking down the street and then back into my eyes and... You need to go home now! He screamed at me. At this point, this guy was starting to scare me so... I stood up and nodded and he let go of my arm. Nervously, I started walking back to my house. I figured that my mum was already making some coffee, so my plan of sneaking back into the house and hiding in the basement was not going to happen. And just to see if she would be up, I looked at my watch and it was then that I realized that it was only 1.30 in the morning. My heart stopped and my throat became dry because why was that man at the bus stop at 1.30 in the morning when the buses aren't even running? I turned back towards him to look at him, but when I did, he was gone. Now I'm scared, confused, and I needed to get home. I used my spare key to get into the house eventually, and I opened the door quietly. Everyone was asleep. I slowly opened the basement door and made my way downstairs to the storage area in the back. I buried myself under the bags of clothes so that they wouldn't find me. I figured that I could get some sleep there, but... The image of that guy kept popping in my head and... I was just so freaked out by it. Because... It just made no sense. As I was sort of shifting around getting comfortable, just then I... Began to hear loud sirens passing by and... Not just one, two, but multiple bursts of sirens coming every ten seconds or so. I smiled thinking that I'd won. My parents called the police to look for me after all. My plan had worked. And now I'll make them worry until the morning and regret kicking me out. I made myself a little bed and covered myself up to stay hidden and fall asleep. I woke up in the morning to hearing my mother sobbing upstairs I looked outside the little basement window and saw daylight so I figured that I'd go upstairs and get my apology at this point. I opened the basement door and walked into the kitchen. My mother was sitting at the dining table with her head in her arms. She immediately looked up at me and gasped. She stood up and ran over to me and hugged me more tightly than she ever had. I thought you were dead. She muffled into my jacket I slowly pulled away and looked at her confused. What? Why would you think that? I asked. What she said next genuinely sent chills throughout my entire body. She said that last night at around 1.40 in the morning, a drunk driver crashed into the bus stop in front of the McDonald's. It was allegedly completely destroyed. I started breathing heavy and realized that that man, that man at the bus stop, he had saved my life. If he didn't tell me to leave when he did, I would have been sitting there for sure and I would have been killed. So many emotions were running through me, I didn't know how to handle it so in the end I just hugged my mother and I immediately began to cry too. I apologized and realized that I missed the old me. In fact, I almost got myself killed for my own stubborn stupidity. I dropped those friends and I got into a new crowd at school at that point. And from that point on, anytime the trash was full, I was happy to take it out. Now, I don't know who or what that was at the bus stop, but whoever you are... Thank you for saving my life that night, whether it was just a lucky coincidence or right place right time kind of thing, all I know is that if it wasn't for him telling me to go home at that point, I would have been sitting on that bench for the rest of that night.
1: or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I com.
0: Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. This happened a few weeks ago, but it scared me a lot, and I learned something new about my home. I was off work and inside for the day. There were several knocks, and the person kept ringing the doorbell, so eventually I answered, although I wasn't expecting anyone, and I also live out in the middle of nowhere Kentucky with one neighbor nearby. A mid-30s man, seemingly having Down syndrome, had parked at the very edge of the driveway on the road, which alarmed me. He asked me questions about knowing anyone who used to live here, and I kept it short and said no. He asked if I was in high school and how old am I, and if I was home alone. My fiancé has two cars, so thankfully it looked like I was not alone, and told him no again. But at that, he seemed sort of scared off and ran to his car and sped off. Afterwards, I went over to my neighbors and inquired about the previous owners and the man. They told me that there was an elderly couple with a son with a disability, and the couple had apparently hung themselves in the house. That obviously had my mind blown a bit, and at this point, I'm honestly too scared to even answer my front door again. I mean, what was that guy's deal? And why did he run away seemingly scared when... He found out that my husband was apparently home. This happened when I was seven. I was living in upstate New York with my two slightly older brothers. We would often hang out down the street at our friend's house. Our friend was named Ben and was around our age as well. One late afternoon, my brother and I went to Ben's for pizza and a movie. We spent most of the day there so by the time that we were done it was pretty late. It's pretty dark out now and we decided to head home and when we left we saw a woman standing across the street from Ben's house. We were a little bit weirded out but she seemed to be minding her own business for the most part. At this point we were still in the driveway about to leave and then this lady looks right at us and sprints in our direction. Ben's mum always had her car parked in the driveway, so we sort of booked her back around the car to try and hide or get away, but she continued to try and follow us around the vehicle, and she kept trying to switch which direction that she was running around the car in an, an attempt to get to us. The whole time, she was laughing maniacally, a bit like a witch in fact, saying how she wanted to catch us. We were freaked out, of course. She only stopped when Ben's mum came out and asked what she was doing. After hearing the commotion of the cackling witch lady chasing us, the laughing lady sprinted off and was never seen again. Ben's mum, she walked us home that night, and we never forgot it. When I was 11 years old, I went camping with my dad and my stepmom in a small town in West Virginia called Barnum. The park that we went camping in was called the Barnum Whitewater area. At this place, there wasn't really a place to shower and the bathrooms were just a hole in the ground and there aren't words to describe how vile they were as well. Our cabin was nice though and cozy and was maybe 20 feet away from the river. One night we decided to leave the campground to grab some food because we had almost no food at this point so we went to get some food it was really good too but we went back to the campground at around nine thirty or 10 and decided to drive around for a bit well about maybe a quarter of the way around there's a girl randomly standing on the side of the road with what looked like a torch we pulled up to ask her if she was okay and she sort of just froze we thought that maybe she was drunk, and in the end, we drove off. As we come back around, about seven or eight June buggies come around the corner, and you're not allowed to have those in that campground. But we were like, whatever, and went to the cabin. When we got there, though, we saw that the screen to the window was pried open like someone tried to break into our cabin. We were debating on leaving and going back to where we live, New Jersey. When a guy comes up to us with that same girl that we saw in the woods. He asked if we knew her because she was scaring him and his two kids. He said that she tried to tear open the tent at one point. We said no, and he walked off and the girl followed. We decided to get the heck out of there at this point, and while we were packing inside, she comes up the driveway, sits down on the porch. We tell her to get the heck off the porch and she starts crying and then runs away. The final time that we saw her, she came up the driveway and started calling my stepmom her mum and my dad her dad, and we didn't have a clue who the heck this girl was. I can't really remember much about her, but I know that she was blonde and she was pretty tall. Finally, we left, but now we called the police, but they said that they couldn't help us for two reasons one we had already left and two the cops are not active after midnight apparently what if someone's being attacked or threatened with a gun though and is about to die or something obviously that shocked us a bit but we went back and we drove the four hours back to new jersey where we live and didn't get home until 4am but to be honest i'm glad we didn't stay So, I live in a city, but a few hours away is a job that I worked at for a year ago last year. It's one of those sort of tourist nature tour guiding jobs. The employee housing is in the middle of nowhere in the Appalachians. I went back to work for my spring break. Side note too, since I mentioned the Appalachians, this isn't a ghost story. Just a reference for the isolated location, I guess. What I experienced was an actual person. So me and my two friends, we decided that we should go to a dive bar 25 minutes away. We're going down this sort of long, dark, unlit road and it's a highway and a busier one than you'd think for a town with probably a population of a few thousand, if that. The highway is one lane though, in one direction, and one lane in the other. We're heading down the street and I'm not sure what ticked us off, but... I think a few cars sort of shine their brights at us, and we slowed down a bit, weary as we were coming up on a curve that goes right. Well, this guy is in the other lane, walking, in the middle, dancing around. It's pitch black, as I said, not an illuminated highway, so we didn't even see him till our lights hit him he's in the middle lane next to us and walking along a curve so in the opposite direction people aren't going to see him that is until they come around the bend and he's along the bend so it was really dangerous. My guy friend is driving and my girlfriend and I are like this guy's going to get hit. In fact I had never been more certain of anything in my life and all we could do was flash our lights at the incoming cars and Continue around the bend and find a place to pull over. I've never felt the feel of inside of me before, but we rolled down our windows and braced ourselves for the sound of a crash. The sound of something. I've never had such a sunken feeling in my heart. I felt completely helpless, in fact. But there was no noise. Nothing. We all looked at each other like, what? Do we turn around? Continue to the bar, call 911. In the end, we decided to turn around. We all needed to know if this man was still on the road. As we turn around the bend, he was walking on its leads to a, a long straightaway. There he was in the middle of the road, cars slamming on brakes and moving around him, cars flashing lights, and of course, we end up in a position where we can't go around him because a car is coming. The car passed and now it's just us and him having a stare down. The car isn't moving and it's very clear that this man was homeless and on drugs or something as he went from prancing and dancing on the highway to just complexly still and jittering sort of staring at us. And you know when you know that somebody's on drugs. Well I've never seen someone on drugs like this. Whatever he was on it was scary I yell at my friend, let's drive, he could have a gun, let's just go. And he was like, yeah, you're right, as he slams on the accelerator and we speed off just in time as he got close enough to swipe at the car door handles. I missed that as I was in a sheer panic dialing 911, but my friends were like, thank goodness that you said something because if you hadn't, he would have gotten in. I ended up calling 911 immediately because... That dude was massively threatening his life as well as others but in the end I'm really not sure what came of it. We ended up turning around again and continuing to the route to the drive bar but on the drive back from the drive bar there wasn't any commotion so I guess that he probably got picked up. This all happened in the span of like six minutes and I swear it was so quick and simultaneous this whole interaction happened and so it just goes to show that you just never know when life can hit you like this. Things can honestly change in a a split second. I've thought about it and I think that it's time to tell my story. This is a story that happened to me personally, and I'm not here to prove to skeptics anything. I'm just here to tell it. You can take it or leave it for what it's worth. But those who have experienced anything similar to this will know that it's possible. Before this encounter, I didn't have any experience with the jinn, and I had no idea what they were capable of. But I'm going to tell my story now. It's going to be a bit long, so get comfortable, I guess. It all started when I was 13 to 14. I'm 21 now. I used to watch ghost shows for fun as entertainment, but I never believed what I saw could happen to me. I believed it was possible, but I had my doubts like anyone, I guess. One night, I did something dumb, though. I was really curious about the existence of jinns. I set up a prayer one night and after I finished my prayer I called out to God. If jinns are real then let me have an experience of my own. To be honest I really don't know why on earth I asked for what I know was a dumb thing to ask for. I guess I was just curious and this is where it all started. Once I said this. I genuinely think that God answered my prayer and something came through. One night after I made that prayer, I was getting ready to sleep. I wasn't in bed yet, just sort of sorting out a couple of things in my bedroom. I heard a woman say to me to go to sleep, sweetheart, in a really soft and soothing voice, but in an accent that I'd never heard before. This was clear as day too, as if she was right behind me. Obviously, I spun around, but when I did, there was nobody there. In that moment, I hadn't experienced anything like that before, so I just thought of it as I was just tired. I fell asleep, and I woke up the next morning getting ready for school. I was happy I was putting on my clothes when something came up to my ear, my left ear, and started speaking in this really deep and guttural voice that no human man or woman could ever make it was speaking in a language that i'd never heard of in my entire life and in that moment i didn't understand what was happening i just sort of froze in fear terrified all i knew was that as soon as it was done i too went frantic to my mother and everyone was asking me what was wrong after that incident I also started to feel something watching me, I felt it more when I was alone, it was uncomfortable to say the least to be in a room alone, I just always had this really creepy and scary feeling at certain times in the night, it was almost like it was the perfect opportunity for this thing to attack me. Now, One night, it was one of those uncomfortable nights so I lay in my bed listening to my holy text with earphones in when this thing came up to my ear again, blocked the sound of what I was playing in my ear, almost as if it completely muffled out my earphones, Then it began to speak in this deep, low, guttural voice in a language that, yet again, I didn't understand. It freaked me out so much, I, I began shaking, and I was genuinely fearful. One thing about me, too, is that I stayed on my prayers, and I read and listened to everything constantly, but... If I ever missed my prayer, this thing would come for me, it seemed, when I missed it. It was almost like an opportunity for it to come after me. It almost seemed as if it hated prayer, but one time when I stood to pray on my own, I said my prayer loudly and this thing then screamed no in a really high-pitched voice. This thing would also constantly growl during the night at the bottom of the stairs, almost like an animal. That was absolutely terrifying too, let me tell you. Now, I'm about to tell you the last three experiences that I had with this. Everything up until this point was just little things, I guess. But one night, I went to my cousin's house, and the house was mainly full of female family members. The only male was a boy who wasn't older than the age of seven, I think. One night, I woke up and everybody else is fast asleep. I could hear snoring, so I got up and went to the toilet. I did my business and came out. When I came out, I heard something laugh at me with this unnaturally deep voice and even said, My name, I can see you. Almost like it was singing. You sort of know in like horror movies when kids sing in a sort of creepy way. It was like that, but... Imagine a really deep, dark, demonic voice doing it. I quickly went back to my room, terrified, thinking about what had just happened. The only thing that comforted me was that I wasn't sleeping alone in that room that night. Shortly after this experience, I went down to the kitchen late at night to get some water one night. And I had that same feeling again that something was watching me, but I ignored it. It was common at this point, so I usually just brushed it off. But just before I got to the stairs, I looked at the corridor leading to the living room. The light in the kitchen was still on, which gave some illumination. Bear in mind, too, that the living room door was wide open, so I could see into it. When I looked in, I saw a a tall, dark figure, darker than the room, walking through the living room. It reached the ceiling... And it was super tall, whatever it was. It also had what seemed to be like a a dark top hat on. I know that sounds weird, but that's what I saw. I couldn't see any features on its face, but it had what looked like a a dark long jacket that reached above its feet. It was through the living room, but the direction that it was walking towards was just a, a walls, anyways. I didn't find out where it went because I just went up the stairs to my room in a panic. One of the final experiences that I had was I was asleep one night and I woke up to a hand touching my feet. I felt fingers wrap around my ankles. Like I actually felt each individual finger slowly wrapping around my ankle. Everyone else was asleep and when I looked nobody was there but I felt it. Eventually, it all stopped the same way that it started. I asked God to remove this thing. But this was a couple of months to a year that this was all going on, and honestly, it's something that I'll never forget. And I'm super glad that whatever it was, it never seemed to come back. Right after dinner, my parents were laying on the couch as usual, scrolling through their phones, while me and my youngest brother were watching TV. I urged him to make some fruit salad, which he agreed to, and we both moved to the kitchen. He cut the fruit, bananas at the exact point, and do all the hard work while I was looking for the strawberries in the fridge. From where I was standing, fridge wide open and box of strawberries in hand... I saw someone exit from the front door and even heard the distinct noise that my old door makes. At first, I thought that it was my other brother going outside to retrieve his clothes that were hanging on a rack on the porch. But since the door closed and you can't access it from the outside without keys, I stepped into the living room, strawberries still in hand, with the intent of letting him back in. I casually asked my parents on the couch if my brother got locked outside and they both said no. At this point, I finally settled down with the strawberries and told them that I saw someone wearing dark clothes exit through the door. There was no knocking, which meant that it was in fact not my brother as well. My mother claimed that she heard a noise too and thought that it was me and my brother in the kitchen, while my father said that he also saw a dark figure swiftly getting out. Both my brothers said that they only heard the sound of the door, Our dog in our garden started barking too, but since my father didn't really feel like getting up and checking, it took a few minutes for him to get up and anyone that could have been there would have been gone already. We started brainstorming all the options. It could have been the wind, but that meant that the door was ajar to begin with, and that's unlikely because my indoor cat would have sat there sniffing the door the whole time and we would have noticed... Also, our door is very old and it takes a a lot of force to close it. Now, I don't really trust my dad since he was distracted leaving me as pretty much the only witness. And I don't really trust myself given that I'm a pretty paranoid person. But was I just hallucinating? I don't know. Also, if you have any tips on calming my paranoia, then... Uh, That would be much appreciated. Thanks. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one.